coming up next on this episode of the Unlock You podcast. But many of us will look in the mirror and very rarely say, I like what I see. Normally we have some criticism and we're constantly living with somebody who's pretty abusive. And if I were to ever uh, have a client, you know, talk in like, let's say a dating relationship or a marriage, I'd be like, don't marry that person. If it was dating, let's say, um, I would say, don't marry that person. Like they're not healthy. They're abusive. And yet many of us are living in an abusive relationship in the way that we treat ourselves every day. And the enemy is creating strongholds around those core beliefs. And he's literally talking to a real part of your soul. You're not crazy. You're not broken. And there's not something wrong with you. Hey, friends. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford. I'm a clinical psychologist, leadership consultant, and a really big fan of you getting to fulfill your life purpose. I want you to get unstuck and unlock your potential relationally, emotionally, spiritually, and vocationally. Thanks for joining us, and let's get started. Welcome to Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford. And as we are wrapping up the holiday season, which pains me to say, um, I think many of us are kind of on the like, oh my gosh, how much did I just consume? How much time and energy do I have to make up at work? How much did I affect my circadian rhythm and have to get back to waking up early? I got used to the break and now we have to go back to real life. Um, the natural thing at this point is to become a dictator to yourself. It is very natural. We all do it. Maybe there's some of you that are like, ah, another 10 pounds. That's why they made stretchy pants. Um, and then there's the rest of us that that would really be like, ah, dang it. Um, with a lot of carbs and mystery meats and cheese charcuterie boards of lovely, wonderful overeating, or at least I'll just speak for myself. Um, we have kind of overdone it for a lot of us. I don't know, maybe you're different. But right now is the decision moment where you're either going to beat yourself up and it's going to be a terrible new year because you're going to go all full Nazi on yourself. I mean, communism has seen nothing on the way you're going to treat yourself with the no carbs, working out at 4 a.m. and uh, self-critical. And I can't believe I did this, you know, like beating yourself up and Many times with my clients, I will say, okay, now let me just repeat to you what you have said to yourself repeatedly over the last several months to your whole life, whatever time period. And they are usually taken aback, like part of them saying, well, yeah, that is what I say. But I'm like, could you imagine actually dating somebody or allowing your child to date somebody who talks to you like that? or talks to your child like that. Some people are more protective of their loved ones than themselves, which is unfortunate because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if we're not being kind to ourselves, probably there's some stuff that's coming out, uh, whether we realize it or not. Um, so my encouragement is instead of boot camp Nazi beat yourself up, I would really encourage you to take a new strategy. That at the end of the day, you want to motivate yourself to have good habits and you want to be empowered to make new choices that lead to really great lifestyle choices 
rather than just crash diets and the yo-yo, which actually slows your metabolism. When you try to uh, suddenly deprive your body of way too many calories, now it's going to go into a hibernation, a starvation mode, and it's going to start hoarding the calories. Uh, when you deprive yourself of sleep, trying to wake up early for the gym, if you're not equally getting a good amount of rest, quality sleep at night and going to bed early, now you're going to wake up up running on cortisol, the stress hormone that you're doing it, you're drinking tons of coffee, you're getting lots of caffeine, you're awake, you're working yourself to death, but yet you're actually going to gain more tummy weight. Because when you're in a state of stress, including psychological stress, not just like the pace of life and the stress of demands and pressure and work and family obligations, but even the internal relationship of how you treat yourself. That internal state is also creating a state of stress. And when we're in a state of stress, the body perceives it as threat. And when we feel like we're in threat, the body literally removes a lot of the energy away from digestion and away from the prefrontal cortex, smart brain, which does strategy. And it goes away from digestion in order to give you the glycor, glyc, glyc the glycolic energy to be able to run away from the bear, i.e. the threat, the stressor. And many of us are actually our own bear or serial killer. We are the, we're our own worst enemy. And I know we talk about that, right? Like you're your own worst enemy and the dictator and all that stuff. And people have great strategies around that and definitely listen to those. But I would say it's a step further. That when you feel justified to beat yourself up as a strategy to try to get back into your alignment and your goals and where you're wanting to go in life, you are actually engaging parts of self. It's not just a willpower issue. It's not just trying to be kind because when you're trying to be kind to yourself, the id pleasure seeking part of the personality will take over and then you'll oversleep, overdrink, overeat, overindulge in one way or another. And then we get mad at ourselves. So the natural result is that split where then the super ego, the perfectionist domineering, I have to do it right. And if it's not perfect, I might as well just not do it. You know, that crazy line of thinking, um, when we go into that state, you're starving everything that's good and pleasurable. And we are made for pleasure. And while you've been in a season of celebrating Christmas and parties and all of these things, we've kind of overindulged maybe some of our pleasure side. And so what we get is that rebound of going to the other pendulum and over muscling ourselves, over dictatoring ourselves. That wasn't a word. Um, but in that state, you're creating almost like a bipolar state. Now I'm not saying you are bipolar or that I'm bipolar, but I'm saying it's like a bipolar where you're going to weigh extremes. And so the ego, which is the center part of the personality is now torn between these polarized extremes. And in that state, your soul is not at rest. 
it feels like there's an internal coup and there's espionage on the inside and there's, you know, this, somebody's going to win and either pleasure is like, I am going to have a fun new year and I'm going to eat what I want. And then the other side's like, no, I'm not going to be 600 pounds and I want to be attractive and I want to live my goals and be healthy or whatever. Right. And so there's this war. And so the ego is now under a state of stress. It's almost like the CEO is trying to kind of put together where there's a corporate coup and it's really hard to get all of the inner committee members of self to be on the same page. And even though there may not be outside stress on your life, you can still be in a state of stress, which causes weight gain. It causes the metabolism to slow. And it causes the body to go into kind of a stress, anxious, hyperventilating, um, and you may kind of lose weight in certain parts of your body, but usually people in stress gain it in their tummy because that's where cortisol weight goes. And many of us have an internal battle. And after the high of Christmas, I would love for you not to beat yourself up because it's not productive and it's just going to make you feel miserable and it's going to be counterproductive. You're going to end up gaining more weight by being negative, critical, harsh, demanding, depriving. All of those strategies are a part of the flesh and the flesh wants control. It wants to just feel better and it wants it now. It doesn't want delayed gratification. It wants immediate gratification. The flesh is that very immature, soulish part of us that doesn't think with the long-term consequences, it thinks with immediate gratification of the right now, right now. And the limbic system is that emotional brain that feels all the anxiety of like, I've been sedentary and you know maybe you're single or you're unhappily married, or you have to go back to work. And now you have the um, spring semester starting back up if you're in school, like whatever that is, it's amping you back up. And instead of really leaning in, going fresh into the semester or the work or the relationship or the new goals, uh, maybe you're doing a marathon or something, instead of that being enjoyable, you're depriving yourself of all pleasure by beating yourself up and being toxic toward yourself, which is releasing toxic chemicals. And when we release toxic chemicals, negative feedback loop, I'm now going to need more pleasure. So by depriving yourself of healthy pleasure, you're now going to literally push yourself toward very toxic and unhealthy habits. And you're going to be more compulsed and impulsive in making choices that you're going to regret. But if we could redeem pleasure, and that's my goal for us is that we learn on this channel, how to honor and value every part of our personality. That pleasure is a wonderful part of you that needs to be recognized. And so many times you may have a great night, a great event, a great accomplishment or a graduation or a theater production or whatever it might be in your life. And then you immediately beat yourself up the next day. Cause it's like, Oh, I, I ate too much. I stayed up too late. I, um, you know, did whatever choices I didn't get enough work done. I, you know, blah, blah, blah. And in that state, while it's true, it would probably be better if we didn't go in excess by beating yourself up the next day, that polarization, then starving yourself of pleasure, then will drive and compulse you toward overeating, binging, oversleeping, over watching Netflix, over shopping, over gambling, over porn, whatever people overdo in order to try to self-medicate. 
And we could go backwards back at the moment of pleasure and saying, self, I want true pleasure. That's going to last not just the immediate gratification of feeding my flesh right now. I want something that's going to be really sweet. And so God, I'm inviting you to redeem the pleasure part of my personality. I'm inviting you to help steward, to learn how to navigate healthy pleasure in an unhealthy culture. There are so many different ways that culture offers us to have really bad pleasure, but this is the season where we want to redeem and restore God's intent for healthy pleasure, for redeeming these parts of you that have been under strongholds and under compulsion. And one, it starts with surrender. We have to acknowledge that we've been allowing our flesh, rather the perfectionist dictator or the id pleasure seeking or the ruminating people pleasing perfectionist trying to like manage everybody inside and outside's expectations, the ruminating part of you, right? Can't turn the brain off that we have these different sides of our personality that are at war. And around the holidays, I see it often that people have a great time and then they crash and burn because then they go into self-deprivation and beating themselves up and being negative and caustic. And trust me, I used to do that. I used to be, I don't know, probably 30 pounds heavier because I would starve myself. And then the starving and the planning and the dieting and the over-exercising, I wouldn't lose weight. And then by golly, by gosh, I would end up overeating. I would make a bad life choice the next time. And I would be like, dang it. And so then I beat myself up more. And no matter how diligent I was to whatever diet I was trying to commit to the lack of peace, the lack of cohesion in my soul left me miserable. It left me toxic and stressed. And again, in a toxic and stressed body, your metabolism is not properly functioning you're too acidic. You're not able to process. You're more likely to have candida overgrowth, which causes you to carb, uh, um, crave carbs and sugars. You're more likely to make bad choices because you're so deprived of pleasure based on the way you're treating yourself. than if you would just be honoring and kind and loving and supportive. And people look at me all the time and they're like, you used to hate yourself. Like, Mm, is that really true? And it's absolutely true. My joy today is absolutely true. And the amount of self-loathing and hatred I had for myself growing up also equally true. And as a kid, I had so much self-hatred and every effort I made to try to regain control, to try to be, uh, you know, strong enough and tight enough on myself that I would not lose control and lose reins of me again. And the more I did that, the more miserable and unhappy and depressed and overweight I was. And so the first step is surrender. The first step is admitting that we're still trying to be in control whether it's in control of how we get pleasure or it's in control of trying to be the dictator who has control to make sure I don't overeat and over splurge again. Either way, I am only going to be as strong as my willpower. And for you and I who've been in this for a while, you'll know that willpower doesn't last very long. <laughs> we will eventually get tired and miserable and cranky and terrible to be around. So in that state, our souls are unwell. 
But if I can finally surrender, because I used to tell the Lord, don't worry, God, I won't do that again. Whatever the it was, and trust me, all the bad things, I did all the things that were self-sabotaging and I would do it doubly worse the next time because my relationship with myself was not healthy. And so my willpower wasn't strong in a state where I was a house divided against itself. And I don't know your story. I don't know what has caused you to turn on yourself, to be critical, to look yourself in the mirror and notice your nose or your eyebrows or your face or your complexion or your height or your weight or hair or lack of hair, whatever for you has been a struggle. Um, and maybe this isn't you, maybe this is a podcast episode you need to share with somebody else. And maybe your issue is a different thing. Um, but many of us will look in the mirror and very rarely say, I like what I see. Normally we have some criticism and we're constantly living with somebody who's pretty abusive. And if I were to ever uh, have a client, you know, talk in like, let's say a dating relationship or a marriage, I'd be like, don't marry that person. If it was dating, let's say, um, I would say, don't marry that person. Like they're not healthy. They're abusive. And yet many of us are living in an abusive relationship in the way that we treat ourselves every day. And the enemy is creating strongholds around those core beliefs. And he's literally talking to a real part of your soul. You're not crazy. You're not broken. And there's not something wrong with you. You may have good concepts, good self-concept, good self-esteem. You may really work on identity, but yet you slip up, you lose control, you overdo it in one area or another. And in that moment, you find yourself kind of going to town, getting, you know, I shouldn't do that. And you kind of go back into that self-critical and self-controlling in a non-healthy way. And in that, that just lets you know, you have a literal part of the soul still believing a lie that your worth, your value, whatever it might be is coming through that perfection, that goal, that control, whatever it is. And the enemy has a stronghold around that. And so he's speaking to that unconscious part of you. If you've ever had the thought saying, well, I know better. And yet it still feels like I know better. And yet I still have these thoughts or I know better. And yet I still have the compulsion and the behavior. And I don't know why that's still there. If you've ever experienced that dis harmony between parts of self, then you know, you have a lack of cohesion. You have parts of self that are on different pages. There's a war on the inside of you. And there's a part of you that is one or more believing a lie. And I know what that's like. And I tried so hard with willpower. I tried so hard with uh, repenting and crying and uh, trying to change my thoughts but as long as that unconscious part of me was there, and as long as the other part of me, that's the dictator or defense mechanism was trying to regulate and imprison the bad part of me that overdid it. As long as that state was there, my free will was keeping unhealthy locked inside. So I could try all day long and I can say, God, take it away. But free will creates a wall. And it's in surrender where I go, Lord, I know this is a problem and I cannot fix it. I need your help. I need you to take the desire for sin and immediate gratification away. I need you to change my heart around my habits with food or relationships or external appearance or weight, whatever it might be. Lord, I need you to change my heart. I surrender. I repent. I have tried to resolve this issue my whole life. 
and we're told to, right? In culture, there's 10 steps on how to do this or that. And the advice is great, but if it's still me trying to do it in my own strength, I'll end up frustrated. <laughs> and all those new year's resolutions are usually forgotten by March, if not before. We have to deal with the inside part of that dynamic. We have to stop being dictators and trying to be in control of how our soul heals. We need a fresh encounter with the presence of a living God who sees the struggle and the pain and he is for you. He is not against you. He's not mad or disappointed. Sin has a consequence. Overeating has a consequence. It's not good for the body. And it does overstore and it throws off the hormones and the chemicals and the gut lining um, and the gut flora, which affects the brain and your ability to focus. A lot of people have foggy brain and they think there's some disorder when really it's a lack of nutrition or imbalance of nutrition. It has to start with surrender. It has to start with this ability to say, God, I cannot do this without you. And I invite you in. And then secondly, this is the biggest thing that changed my life. I had to daily renew my mind to not be critical, to not be mean, to not try to count calories and, and be rigid. And if you have a diet plan that's healthy, that counts calories, go for it. I'm saying that very restrictive, controlling, unhealthy kind. It just led to more issues and I would eventually binge and then make bad choices. We have to get into this place that you start saying every day, I love you to yourself. God, you love me by faith. And it took several years and it's still a process of saying, I love you. I love you. You're good. Your daddy loves you. Your papa bear God loves you. You are good, Shannon. You're not bad. He's not mad at you. And I would still have a knee-jerk reaction and the enemy would know how to twist that knife and make me feel terrible when I would of course, make mistakes in life. Right. And so he does that. Like he knows what that Achilles heel is for us, whatever that core belief that you think God's going to give up on you or abandon you, or that he won't allow you to be used in ministry or have a call in your life, or he won't let you get married or your kids are going to run off and do bad things. If you're not perfect, whatever that lie is, the enemy's a strategist, and he will try to set up situations to make that lie feel true. So it starts with surrender and it's maintained through perfect love because perfect love drives out all fear and the illusion of control that trying to be that dictator, trying to keep it all together and trying to be perfect in that you're actually driven by fear and not love. The fear of gaining weight, the fear of being unloved, the fear of being rejected, abandoned, made fun of, the fear of not being good enough, the fear of uh, being a disappointment or whatever it might be. In that place, fear releases cortisol. Cortisol causes us to gain weight, especially in the abdomen. But if I'm motivated by love, if you and I really go to town every single day. And instead of looking for your outside new year's resolutions, what if you're doing internal new year's resolutions and you're saying, how can I love myself well this year? How can I honor and bless and invest in myself? Well, this year, I want to start in my relationship with myself and I want to thank and honor my defense mechanisms that have tried their best to help me accomplish my goals 
they are doing their best. Thank you, dictator part of me. I love you. I honor you, but I want to invite you to meet Jesus and he will reassign you to the purpose and the role that you're supposed to have. And in that state, you will flourish. Now your soul is no longer craving food or relationships or shopping or movies or whatever your thing is. It's not craving that romance novel anymore because you're in a romance. And if you don't know that side of Jesus, he is the coolest. He is so real. And if you haven't asked him to be your friend yet, if you haven't gone from God in heaven, far away, distant guy up there, that's like Zeus and instead go, no, no, no. Like he is perfect love. He's willing to sacrifice himself to die in your place, just so you could be pursued for who you are rather than for your works. Now tell me that's not a romance. <laughs> tell me that's not the beautiful, sweetest, wonderfulest thing you've ever heard with bad grammar. <laughs> it's the sweetest. And he won my heart. But as long as I was the dictator, I was in control. I was trying to accomplish my goals. My defense mechanisms were trying to gut it out and start every new year, getting past the holidays and going, okay, I have to lose this weight. I have to get to the gym. I have to get to these goals. I have to accomplish these things. I have to get this amount of work done or this amount of schoolwork, whatever the season. I lost romance. My soul was weary and tired. And a couple months in, if not less, <laughs> I was in a bowl of ice cream and, you know, overeating and making bad choices with boys because my soul was needing romance. And the coolest thing about God is he is all about romance, not in like a creepy, weird way, but in like a, I am the author of perfect love and he loves you perfectly. Whatever religious concept you might have of God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit that's creepy and weird or religious from your past, trust me, it's a game changer. If you could ask Jesus to be your best friend, ask Jesus to marry your soul. I don't know what all that happens on the inside. He just gave me that idea because I had all these addictions and all this idolatry. And when I could say, Hey, Jesus, would you marry my soul that I would be so content, so much intimacy, so much relationship that my soul just settles down is satiated, well-fed in your presence and no longer craving the things of this world. Now, let me be very honest and real. That has been a long journey, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it. I started this journey a very long time ago. The literally the most broken person you've ever met, like hands down. And like when apostle Paul is like, I'm chief among all sinners, guys, I'm chief among all issues, girls, like that girl is me. And by surrendering and by being motivated by love, my whole world has changed. And now what people see on the outside of me is someone who is loved, someone who knows that she is loved most days. I'm not perfect, but I know that I'm loved. And I think we glow differently. I think we walk in a room with more confidence and boldness and bravery because we know we're loved. When we take fear out of the equation, when we take this illusion of control out of the equation that I don't need to be in control, I don't need to be perfect, my flaws are adorable and enchanting, 
When I make that internal shift and all those parts of my soul that were rogue agents sabotaging me, when those parts of me come in relationship with Jesus, now I have perfect love. Now I feel secure. I feel satiated and confident. And so sugar doesn't mean as much. I actually haven't been on a diet in uh, yeah, I haven't been in a diet in this journey. And not that I don't think you should. I think diets get great. This is not a pro or a con against a specific diet or exer exercise routine. I think routines are fantastic. But that's not the thing that's driving me. I just don't need that extra helping of food when I already am emotionally satisfied. I want to exercise and steward my body well, because it gives me endorphins and it makes me feel good about myself. And, and I do kickboxing because then that makes me feel really tough. Um, whatever your thing might be, you do it out of love. You do it out of a motivation of passion because you know, you're already loved and out of a place of identity and security, we make good choices. Now I want to do the things that are aligned with my goals instead of a starving person who's willing to just do whatever right now, immediate gratification to just feel better right now, which then ends up sabotaging our long-term goals. If we could get out of that habit, get out of that rut of going from one extreme to another, you know, so many times we overdo it in the holidays and then we start the new year with all this uh, control issues and everything. And the new year's resolutions are great as long as you make it in God's strength instead of your own, you'll get much further. And then I encourage you to be kind to be loving toward yourself. And as you do, there's a shift. It's like you're literally liberating the parts of your soul that have been held hostage, held captive in the unconscious mind. And as they're removed out of that captivity, now these parts of your soul can come conscious. They can come and meet Jesus. They can be loved by you where you used to hate and disavow and go, oh, I hate that about me. And now you can say, hey, Jesus, what's the redeemed version of that part of me? There's a curiosity and awe and a wonder and an interest in parts of ourselves that we have previously rejected. And instead of rejecting ourselves, looking for people, beauty, fame, success, accomplishments to give us acceptance, what if we switch it? We do it on the inside. You start every day saying, I love you. Yes, God loves you. Yes, absolutely but it has to start with, I love you. I love you with your flaws. I love you with your imperfections. I love you just as you are without a title or accomplishment or makeup or a suit. I love you for you. By shifting that, now the soul stands stronger. Now the emotions are stable. The neurochemistry and the hormones start to level off. Cortisol dissipates out of the system and GABA the chemical of like bonding and attachment, and it inhibits the release of cortisol. And GABA is that chemical that I talk about a lot because I love it. I think of it like grandma and GABA is the neurochemical or uh, GABA is the neurochemical that turns off the stress hormone cortisol. You and I have that every day available to us. Instead of being a jerk, dictator, communist, Nazi person to yourself. Don't be toxic guys. Don't go to the other extreme. You overate, you overslept, you overdrank, you over whatever this year. Okay. 
and now choose to be loved and choose to let yourself and God love those parts of you that you would normally reject and stuff down deep inside along with all the Christmas decorations and the unconscious mind, you know, instead of staying in that bondage, choose life, choose love, choose relationship, be in intimacy, be enraptured in the romance of Jesus pursuing your heart, male or female. Jesus is a pursuer. Um, and I know it's weird language, but it has really blessed my soul to just ask him when I'm in a real difficult spot and I can feel that I'm about to make a bad choice or I'm miserable or lonely or unhappy or discontent. I'll just feel myself going, Jesus, come marry my soul. Whatever part of me right now is aching or discontent or longing or empty, come fill, come fill me, come marry my soul. Yes, my spirit is married to you. Yes, but it's my soul, the mind, will, and emotions, the human element that many times we beat ourselves up and we'd say that metaphorically all the time, but there's a literal relationship you have with yourself. You are literally beating yourself up in an abusive relationship and you're not going to look pretty or handsome. You're not going to feel tall and confident and brave when you're in an abusive relationship. So it goes to surrender. And it goes to perfect love in how you treat yourself. And as you do and saying, I love you with it. And now Jesus, I invite you to come meet this part of me. And that's called progressive sanctification. We're going to have so many episodes this year. Uh, my lovely executive assistant and I have been dreaming about all the guests and the topics that we're going to be covering. It's going to be fantastic. So you'll want to stay tuned for 2022 as we have month episodes uh, or themed by the month um, for diet, nutrition, entrepreneurialism, um, relationships, of course, fulfilling your calling, vocation, all the different areas of life. And we have a lineup that you're not going to believe. So surrender, walk in love, and then be equipped. There is strategy in life. Continuing education is not just for your profession or maintaining your career license. <laughs> it is an everyday part of living a holistic life is investing in yourself. So we're so excited that you are a part of the Unlock You community. I hope that you share this channel with as many people as you care about because this is a way to love people well. We adore you. We are invested in you. And we are so excited for what 2022 has in store for us as we enter this year. I love you guys and we will talk soon. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for watching this episode of Unlock You. It is our dream to invest in you. And one of the ways you can do that is by getting more of the bonus material, the content, and to know about future events. Head to the website, drshannoncrawford.com. Subscribe to the newsletter and you'll be the first to know what we're rolling out. And we want you to truly get unlocked so that you can thrive, not only for yourself, but also also for the greater calling on your life. Let's link arms and do it together. See you in the next episode.